I'm back, babes. And so are Bella, Edward, and Jacob. Last year it was for a bet. This year, it's a commitment to the bit. You can run, but you can't get away from Twagist. New year, new Missy, new Twoon. Twagist, day 31. And what a month it has been. A new Twoon has risen and it has fallen, but not before its moonlight shines upon us once more. And a blue super twoon. Oh really. yes, a blue super twoon. That voice, of course, Alice, the trans fairy godmother of this podcast and of myself. Uh, happy Twagist! Happy second year, the second annual Twagist. Missy, I've been listening. I've been listening to this month's Twagist. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? I'm never okay. You I'm never okay. Um, I do you regret? Do you regret getting this going, getting this ball rolling that has become no, a monster? No, I'm, I'm having a Perfect. great time. Um, I, I, I love to, I love, as we established last year, I love Twilight. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, so you predicted that I would like this film, and you've also said I would like this film probably the most out of all of the films. The first three. Well, I, I can only speak for the first three because I've only seen the oh, first okay. three. I've never seen four and five, the two Breaking Dawn parts. I'm honestly scared because that book is unadaptable. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, so um, this is the book. This is the Team Jacob book, essentially. Yeah. Book one is book, book one slash movie one is is Team Edward. Book two is Team Jacob. Book three is the is the the conclusion to the love triangle. I'm very excited to see that conclusion come to a close. I know, obviously, I know where it ends up. You know, in terms of things squared off. But how they get there, oh boy, and the ups and downs, and how I just feel like toward the end of the film, there's just two villains in the story, even uh, at the end of it, uh, and I don't, you know, I don't want her to have to pick either one of them, but, uh, you know, waiting to see next year what builds and what uh, changes in the relationships as we see them. This movie had it all. It had... Hot vampires, shirtless werewolves. It had older, older frat boys. It had cliffs. It had chases. chases. It it had it had Alice in an incredible outfit. It had Alice with a stunning headscarf blaring down the Italian highway in a yellow sports car and red leather driving gloves. Oh, of course, yes, to match. it has vampire law and court and all of this gorgeous stuff. It, it it was like I I forget how the first one was shot. This one was shot really well. Like I really enjoyed looking at this movie, which I don't remember enjoying looking at the first film all that much. I don't know what it is yeah. about it, even though it's some of the same locations. The the first film was directed by uh, by Catherine Hardwick, um, most notably of directing the movie Thirteen with um, um, what is her name Westwood, um, three names. Oh, um, um, what, what is, is her, her name? name? Evan Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel Wood. Yes. So um, she 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 wrote uh, she wrote and directed the movie Thirteen, um, which featured Evan Rachel Wood and and another actress whose names I cannot remember. Um. 
and and so they got her to move to shoot to shoot Twilight. I don't think it was a great fit. They didn't bring her back. Um, as you saw, like a lot more, a lot more, ca- a lot more like dramatic camera movement, a lot more action. I think there was also just at this point a lot more understanding of what worked and didn't work in Twilight. Um, that helped them with yeah. this. But yeah, no, it's it's a much more visually interesting movie. Um, I'm curious. So I saw this movie uh, having read all four of the books in one quick succession. Um, it was, I forget what year it is, like 2010, 2008, probably. Um, it came out at Thanksgiving time that year. I saw it. Um, do you know, do you know the Winchester Mystery House? I do know what the Winchester Mystery House is. Yes. So the Winchester Mystery House is also just a tourist attraction in San Jose, California now. And there's a movie theater that shares a parking lot with the, with the Winchester Mystery oh, House. Oh, really? Which is that's fucking which is where funny. I, which is where I went to like an 11 a.m. screening of New Moon where there was like me and two other people in the theater. But I had a wonderful time. Um, yeah, um, I, I saw that movie and I remember I remember really liking it at the time. I was still really high on my Twilight um Twilight fandom, and then it kind of it kind of petered off before uh, Eclipse came out. And at that point, I, I kind of moved on. But yeah, um, what did you think of the story of, of of New Moon? Well, before we get to that, I do have to point out the other person in Thirteen was Nikki Reed, who you would know from Twilight as Rosalia Hale. Yes, that's right. That's that was the other connection. She, uh, Catherine Hardwick brought a girl back for give her some yes, work. Yes, exactly. Um, so this story. So the one thing we need to address that I didn't realize and maybe warned me was odd is how long Edward's gone from it. He's gone for 70... Well, he's he doesn't see Bella again for 73 minutes of this film. Mm-hmm. Now, he appears as yep. apparitions, and we do see him 10 minutes before the two of them meet, because it's basically the entire do you, do you, sequence of it. But Do you understand what the apparitions thing was? I... I wasn't sure from listening to the podcast if you got it. It was it a actual psychic connection, or was it her having a memory feeling of like I don't like? Is this what Edward would say? I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. I don't know if this was okay. psychosomatic was, or real. It was psychosomatic. It was her. She basically what happens is every time she found herself in grave danger, she she f- saw a vision of Edward telling her not to do it, like imagining what he would say. And that is why she keeps making these impulsive, risky choices. That's why she gets on the bike when she goes to the movie with uh, Jessica. It's why she get, wants to go on the motorbikes and why she wants to jump off the cliff and stuff is she wants like she misses Edward so much that the only way she can see him is by putting herself in grave danger. Oh my fucking god! That's she's. This is like <laughs> flatliners, but for Edward in a little sense of like not obviously like stopping her heart, but just like she has to get as close to it. So jumping off a cliff was because that's the only way she could see Edward was in her mind, thinking of him telling her, "Don't jump off a cliff." Essentially, don't do it. So I yes. okay. I can also read this as a woman who is so traumatized by her abusive ex-boyfriend that she just keeps seeing him in moments that she would be having fun. But I obviously the film and her perception is not meant to sew it that but, way. Uh, yeah. Wild. Wild. She's getting like 
okay, I did not get that from the film at all. So truly right. he's not yeah. busy. And I didn't think, he didn't, like, no. there's nothing that indicated he was pushing that in there, but I didn't know if it was, like, a Destiny Baltimore right. thing, where it's like, right. he's well, popping so, up so, because there's something so intertwined between them that he it's not him that's right. doing it, but literally a message from the ether is well, being no. sent out. It's it's it is it is her subconscious because the whole thing is he can't read her thoughts right yeah that's that's that that keeps coming up that actually has that that gets explained in I think a fairly satisfying way in later oh, in the series so don't okay. worry about that too much I'm not gonna I say anymore um, I didn't even think, I think about it <laughs> but yeah 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 so like because I you talked about like why do, why can't anyone read her thoughts it's there's a reason okay. for it and it does get explained so um but but that's why when she jumps off the cliff Al. Edward sees, or Alice sees Bella jumping off the cliff. Edward sees in Alice's mind that Bella jumped off the cliff. He thinks she's dead. That's why he's going to go suicide himself by Volturi. Okay. And that's why she, that's why Alice has to come and get Bella to prove that she's that she's alive. I just figured that someone had told him she died and that, that whoever that was had a vested interest in Edward being out of the picture. Because it just made it seem like Alice was like... He thought that you died. I didn't realize that it was because he read her thoughts, like much like we see. Yes. Um, uh, uh, I can't remember the character's name, but um, Michael Sheen's character. Yes, Victoria. Michael Sheen's character. Yeah. Um, Arlo, I believe it is. Uh, read Alice's thoughts to see what she sees in the future. Which I don't know if she was projecting that or not. Don't tell me. But I was curious. I'm curious to know if that is what she actually sees in the future for them, or if. Uh, that's just what she made Arlo see that she sees in the future for them. No, no, no. She, I, I will tell you that it is her belief of what the okay. future is. Obviously, that's not a com that's not always yes. a complete picture, and it's not guaranteed because because we have like it's not predestination. Um, but but that wasn't a trick that Alice was playing, as far as I know. I believe she she sees a vision of um Edward and Alice or Edward and Bella running through a forest where Bella's a okay, vampire. Okay, good. Um. Yeah, I so the story of connecting with her and Jacob, I liked their friendship a lot. Their friendship was fun. It was interesting. There was a lot of healing that I felt like she could have been doing during that time. And then he fucks it. And then he fucks it by being pushy and basically being like, I'm not going to let go of my romantic interest with you. And I'm not interested in just being friends. And so now I'm going to become like, super possessive of you in a way just like Edward is super possessive of but as Bella you know says at the end don't I mean, don't make me pick because you know yeah, don't make me pick so I'm going to pick him yeah. I'm going to pick Edward if you make me pick so don't make me pick right but you know, you know she likes being pushed around so yeah um, kind of yeah exactly so it's it, it's it's I find the character development growth of Jacob fascinating from his yeah. Having to accept, I believe, I'm assuming his metamorphosis toward a wolf is beginning. And it, this is the first time that he's getting his wolf powers is, is during this era yes. as well. Yeah, during this yeah, movie. Yeah, during this movie, exactly, yes. yes. Um, and that's why he cuts his hair and he gets more moody yes. and... Well, yeah, that there, there, there's a scene where her and... and, and um... Jacob and Mike go to the movies oh, together. Yes. It was supposed to be a big group hang, and then and then Mike gets sick, and then she, and then he gets really pissed off at her, uh, at at Mike and threatens him, and and she's like, "What what are you doing?" And he's like, "Just get out of here." And then the next time you see him, he says, "I can't be I can't be near you. You got to stay away yeah. from me." 
that's because he's turning in that's because he's turning into a wolf. He doesn't know that he's going to turn into a wolf because earlier in the movie they show you um he's like yeah, those those guys just all started hanging out without their shirts on. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, they're just being dudes because because Bella stops because one of them is thrown off a cliff and she's like, oh my fucking god, they just threw someone off a cliff. He's like, no, no, no. Look, they're cliff jumping. They just have to, you know, you have to get these people used to doing it eventually. You know, yeah. you got to sink or swim. And, Be- and Bella's like, what if it was me? What if it was me? Jumping yeah, off that cliff? yeah. And she's like, oh, Edward, would you say no, naughty baby, no? Um, something I have to point out in the theater scene which I talked about uh, on the uh, Grand Trivia last night, we're doing the Twagus Trivia. I had a question on what I said were the fake movie posters in the theater. Oh, yeah. They have, they mentioned the film Love is uh, Love, is love oh, Backwards, yes. which it isn't, obviously. And another film that they end up seeing called Face Punch. So I was looking at the yeah. posters in the theater to see what other fictional films there were. And there was a, a poster for a film called Parking, but like done in saw font. So it was something like that. Then there was other films, one of them called uh, Generals, Gods, and LSD. Uh, no, Gambling Gods and LSD. Another one called uh, Ponty Point, And then another one called Mile Zero. And so I was like, which of these is the fictional movie that they go see? And the fictional movie they go see is Face Punch. Because and I, the gay love yep. was I love the other one. What I didn't know is that the other movie posters, apart from the parking one, are not fictional posters. Those are three real Canadian movies. And they filmed at a Canadian theater. So those three posters yeah. were from actual, from different time frames too. They weren't from like close together. So I don't know if they were. So it wasn't just, they were, they were, they weren't just screening those movies simultaneously. No. So I don't know if this was the theater doing an Easter egg. If literally that's just what they had showing at the time. And they just said, oh, here, we'll just put three fake posters in for this shot or whatever. But I, I wonder is I bet the set designer worked on those movies or something or, or like those. Movies my guess here. was it, someone connected to it, knew those ones and those were not picked by it. But cause I was commenting on, they put work into these fake, you know, posters. I was like, wow, yeah. someone actually did some work on these, you know, and stuff. And then all like, of a sudden someone looked it up and, the, and cause someone in the chat was like, no, Ponty points a real film. That's the way I'm like, wait, what? So then I just started looking up all of them and was like, holy shit, these three are real. But yeah, Ponty Point was a, is a Canadian, I believe, horror film. Um, Miles Zero was a film that had Christian Slater in it randomly um, about racing. And then um, The Gambling Gods and LSD, I believe, was a documentary film, but I didn't really see that much about what it was about. I just I was more baffled that they were all real. But yeah, so I have to point out to anyone uh, who's listened throughout August and uh, was as obsessed with I with those fake movie posters, not all of them were fake. Thankfully, love spelled backward is love is yes. Not that real. is one is There's not no real on MTV, where the director said he made it up, and, and I'm, I'm very happy. I, I sent you. I'll, I'll just I'll just read it here because I want to say it out again. I sent you what I thought the logline for the movie love is spelled love spelled backward is love is, which is a romantic comedy where there's an uh, an autistic or neuro neuro atypical girl in high school obsessed with words and palindromes falls in love with the school newspaper editor who can't stop correcting yes. her. Because that isn't actually love backwards, of course. And that's the point. It isn't what you think it is. But yes. um, So yeah, I thought the... I didn't think... It it was interesting that the will they, won't they wasn't as strong in this as I thought it was going to be. Because she very much was, won't they? You know, Bella doesn't... She she gives in maybe a 
she looks like she's gonna give in a couple times like they always get close to kissing but never actually do which poor jacob like oh my god to get so close to kissing and to have to get denied that much like those poor wolf testicles are probably so swollen with blue balls that poor poor wolf do you th- he, you know that when he became a wolf, he just like started coming uncontrollably for like ten. Exactly, minutes. like that. That's the thing that. That's why. That's why they have to. That's why they have that's to. That's why they shorts. have to jump into the water all the time is to clean it all off. Exactly. <laughs> I do have to comment on this sort of weird Hulk logic where all of them are running around shirtless in jean shorts and like no shoes, and. Apparently, that's do they just keep a pair of jean shorts around at all points? Is it something that you know is is Sarah the wife running them out to them when they're done transforming? I don't, I don't understand the the Hulk logic of yeah they can just have these pants on and they just you know will go with size apparently and you know magically reappear when they need them to afterwards or that's just the only clothes they wear at any point because they don't know when they're going to turn into a wolf and so they don't want to rip all the nice clothes and I only will wear these nice jean shorts that I'll then you know bust through when I transform. I want to say, I think in the books there is an explanation for it. I don't remember what it is, but the the wife running pants to the wolves does sound familiar. Honestly. Oh, that's hilarious, and I'm glad that I may have accidentally nailed that. Um... Yeah, and so that's that really is most of the film is sort of seeing their dynamic and then also Jacob uh, developing because then Alice comes back and is like, whoa, yes. what the hell? Like, Edward thinks you're dead. You're alive. You're alive. Yeah. Like, we don't know what's going on. And, um, oh, you got, you know, uh, it smells like wet dog here. Oh, that's probably Jacob. And then she's like, oh, those werewolves. She's the first one that says werewolf in, I believe, the franchise, which I thought was fascinating. Um Yep. And so it kind of establishes, you know, the the bad blood between them. And Jacob really fucking hates that she's there. Like, he... Well, yeah, because no now, that, now blood, that he's a werewolf... No, no love, love lost for her, sorry. Yeah, now that he is fully werewolf, he can he can barely contain how much he wants to Yeah, and him. Alice is just sort of like, I mean, I find you unpleasant, but she's trying, she's trying to be much more above it all. And it's also just a sarcastic, wonderful mm-hmm. bitch anyways. Alice is the performance of this movie she was like the best character in this by far uh i need to give a shout out to the actress ashley green just really knowing what that character is what to do with that role making the most out of it and i'm glad that she got a significant role in this like alice had a, a role in this movie because had she not come in to interrupt things going on i probably wouldn't have liked this as much as i did but just, you hear me talk about it all the time in Twog, it's Vampire Law, when are we getting Vampire Law, when's that coming back? Yeah, I, I was listening and I was like, oh, it's coming, I it's coming. I figured it was, because you don't show us, you don't show us that, you know, the go, go from an oil painting with a terribly photoshopped Michael Sheen in it, you know, and show us him earlier to not turn around and then show us him later uh, when that gets done. So that's, that's my question. Did Was there enough Vampire Law for you? There was enough to make this tasty. And make me want more. Yeah. I got a good sampling of it. Uh, I was shocked when they just introduced. Uh, maybe they sh- they showed her earlier, but when Dakota Fanning just popped up like in the last twenty minutes, it was like, mm-hmm. and I'm here, yep. and I'm even more powerful than you could imagine. Uh, was mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, but I I love them. I love weird, creepy 
pale, pasty vampire. I love aristocrats, like all that whole hoity-toity, like when British people get to be the villains and, and yeah. be foppish. And, Old money. And, yeah. and maybe even in a slightly hang, hungover way from queer coding back in the day, I don't care. You know, just seeing, uh, seeing Michael Sheen, uh, who's Welsh and not actually uh, English, uh, just deliver that absolutely killer English accent, who's the lead, besides being the leader of the Italian vampire coven, you know, the Voltari. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that is said. They, they put it in all of these regions. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, and, well, that's one of the other things that make me laugh is when they're like, oh, we need someone of the vampires. Will you get me Jane? <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, oh, no, Jane's one of the most powerful vampires in here. Like, oh, sure, fine. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I enjoyed that. Um, it was weird. I don't know. It sort of is weird to have Edward Cullen just basically be suicidal at the end of it. Bella runs in, saves him, and then we see him go like super nutso vampire strength against the other vampire big guy, you know, uh, and then sort of like has to walk out in the end. Uh, But I just thought he was a bit of a weenie, this film. Edward just wasn't impressive except for i mean that one moment but apparently he was just doing using his vampire powers anyways because it's just sort of like okay bella dies and you're just gonna give up i guess like okay sure like i don't know they it's very it's very romeo and juliette that they've known each other for a year yeah and like you're gonna kill yourself over a girl that you've barely known for like a year and you're that Missy in lesbian terms, that's like that's like they're 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 rededicating their 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 wedding. wedding I mean, okay, that's so. that is fair if we're gonna put it within those terms. But even by, but 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 yeah, um, I get what you're saying. the The big thing for Edward is that he's giving up this noble sacrifice of choosing to live without her. He can he presumably the idea is he can live without or she can live without him because she's only known him for a year. He can't live without her because he's stuck, he's eternally damned to this planet without a soul, and so she can't. Um, he he's gonna be thinking about her for the rest of his life, which is eternity. Um, I mean, obviously that's not what happens, but um, this is meant to be the the Jacob book. This is meant to be the book that gives you the real the real choice between. Jacob or, or Edward and 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 sell you because like in the first movie he's just a kid he's just like a kid that she that knows, is true right? yeah well, yeah he has um, basically no like, role like, within like, it except just to introduce right. the concept that oh there are natives here I'm one of the people that's from that tribe and hey we have some weird you know stuff about vampire talk uh, about those Cullen folks you know lore you should read yeah, into that yeah ones. yeah um yeah and so. This is the the book was this one was really meant to be and then and then and then it sets up those events. I will say the Volturi don't. I think they come back in three, but the real it's really four. Really, really, book four is where the Volturi have a big role again. So you might not get some Michael Sheen for a little while. You might have to wait a couple years. You know what? It will happen. They will come back. Uh, I okay. I'm very glad to know though that um, the one who played Caius. Uh, the far the vampire on the far right, although I also said probably is a far right vampire, um, is played by Jamie Campbell Bower or Bower, who I was like, oh, why do I find them like familiar? 
but also I'm very attracted to them. Oh, it makes sense because he played Anthony Hope in Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, the one that was made into a movie. And he was like the only thing in that film that I liked and I had a huge crush on him then. So it only makes sense that, yes, of course, this is the character in the film that I'm going to find actually the hottest because it's just fucking Jamie Campbell Bauer, like Bauer, whatever. Like it's okay. Yes, that's that just answers itself. Yeah. Um, and then it ends with them going back to Washington, um, Bella getting grounded forever, uh, by her dad because she went on a fucking trip to Italy and didn't tell him, uh, Edward's, she's 18, she's yeah. an adult, Auntie left Edward's creeping in the house, uh, cause it's technically not against the rules cause he didn't go through the door, he went through the window, and then they are gonna go drive somewhere, and we think that's the end of the film is them driving off. And then fucking Jacob comes and is in the middle of the road. And they all of a sudden have a fight and a face off. And then Jacob just turns and leaves. And basically he's like, well, this is, you know, I guess the end of this, but it won't be the last time you won't see the end mm-hmm. of this. And now, uh, now I think is when we have to talk about, the last part of the film. And by talk about the last part yeah. of the film, Alice, this is day 31. I still have two yeah. minutes left of this movie to watch because this oh, movie oh, oh. I goes to this was a thing. Yes, yes. And so, yes. Okay, okay, hold on. Let me pull it up. I am going to yes. hour two and we're going to watch the last... Uh, if I calculate, it might be a little bit more than two minutes, but I know uh, I, I basically found when the credits and uh, started and made sure to to bookend it then, so I didn't have the surprise I did the year before, where I thought an entire day left, and then all of a sudden the credits rolled, and I'm like, wait, it's done? It's not supposed to be done on day 29. Yeah. I'm I'm left confused and heartbroken. So, for everyone who's listening, it is hour two of August. I'm here. I'm excited. On day 31. Look at, look at Bella's sad face. Bella is sad. Look at Bella's sad face. Edward, he's fuzzy in the background. Look at that. Look at that. Y- you see the tear forming in Kristen Stewart's eyes. Like, left she's going to be you so can good. See it. And if you are following along and you want that last two minutes together with the watch along, this is when you're going to do it. In three, two, one, boop. Okay. She looks downtrodden. She is. You shouldn't be. Oh. Edward agrees that Bella shouldn't become a vampire, which is why he voted he voted it down mostly anyways. Yeah. So we can't do this alone. We'll be with her, him? What? Okay. She he can't he He um, can't be with her. She can't be able she can't be alone yeah. with, without him. Just give me five years. Me me doing Twagist. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, literally. It's too long. I'll be, I'll be twenty-four by then, an old maid. Then three years. Oh wow, he's in the negotiating phase. Five years, three years. Yeah. One year, no years. What is it that you have to do? What are you waiting for? What's that? What's that? What's he gonna say? That's gonna be so charming. He's thinking so hard about it. <laughs> One condition. Oh no, he's making rules. You know, you know what's coming. You know what's coming. You have to be eighteen first. No. <laughs> One condition, and then forever. 
You know what it is. Say I love you. Oh, okay. I didn't see that coming. This book this book is written by a Mormon yeah, baby. Okay. Okay, and the film, yeah, so even even shorter. <laughs> Marriage than before all. Marriage before all. Interesting. I forgot this was directed by Chris Weiss. Um Yeah. Uh okay. So Okay. I'm all I'm against yeah. high schoolers getting married. I'm especially against high schoolers getting married mm -hmm. that young and high schoolers getting that married. If, if they, that young if they, to go, a if they wait a year she'll be out of if they if they wait a year she'll be out of high school she's in senior year I mean, right now that, i mean that part is true like but i just <sighs> okay i guess that's what this next film is is her having a a, a, a film slash book long will they won't she will they yes she to the proposal and that will be hanging over the head of this next book is not just will i be with jacob or edward but do i want to get married and do it this early i mean and can i and can i get turned into a vampire because if she gets turned into a vampire it breaks the tree if the cullens turn someone into a vampire on the tribe's land it breaks the treaty, at which point the vampires and the werewolves will be at war together. Again. Yes, that right. That was a little a little nugget that they dropped uh, toward the end there again, because he's basically like, "I'm reminding you, if you're the one that turns her, this, uh, Jacob is, you know, Moody Jacobs doing that." Yeah. Okay. I can't. I don't have a fucking clue what's going to happen in this next film. I don't even know if I could begin to predict. Uh, you have given me at least the nuggets that it is certainly something that will be about the love triangle so that's going to be a focus of it mm -hmm. i know that obviously yeah. she doesn't pick jacob in the end but i don't know if there are rumbles if we start getting fights between like collins and vampires versus werewolves in this one i'm going to assume it's going to have to start because you can't just like not have it and then the fourth book just be the all-out battle like it needs, you need to have skirmishes that start happening beforehand i'm going to guess we're going to get some ancillary main side character deaths and that's gonna lead to like a point of no return to where breaking dawn is a vampire versus werewolves story i know i have heard of the infamous battle scene and and the the extra details around that i don't want to spoil in case people haven't seen it because i know i know there's some people who haven't watched the films uh based simply on playing trivia last night um so uh yeah, it's 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 really a wonder why everyone hasn't watched the cinematic five piece master masterpiece that is. The Twilight I know, Fire. but that's part of what I was talking about is that it's interesting for me to actually watch these because I knew what the we talked a lot about last year the cultural perception of Twilight. We don't really have to yeah, get that yeah. much into it again this year, but it is just interesting. It's really coming back though. It's really coming. Yeah. Back. Oh yeah, you're showing me TikTok memes and other. I've seen it on Twitter. I mean, I've seen references as even as much as last year between August and now, like the baseball scene. Yes. I saw several times reference or just mm -hmm. memes within it. You know, in fact my uh my husband was saying that uh that the twilight films don't really have much of a cultural imprint anymore and i'm like ah they still do like they're making a miniseries it, of it, it coming it, back it's it's gonna come back yeah. so <laughs> it if you were 12 when when twilight came out 
You're like 20. Exactly. Now. You're having kids and, so, and you're starting to tell them. You're naming your kids Bella or yeah. Jacob or Edward. And uh, uh, yeah, you're going to start showing this like, uh, you know, Harry Potter had a uh, revitalization with kids because mm-hmm. the millennials started having kids and things like that. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it is fascinating to me, uh, you know, knowing that the miniseries is being worked on and that it will probably be released within the span of me doing Twagus with the films. Like, I'm guessing it would. Who knows? We're in the middle of we're in the middle of a historic double strike. In the I mean, that is true. Yes, we don't know when it's going to happen, but there's a chance. Lionsgate may full Lionsgate may fully collapse next month. So we that's true. Knows? You know what? It it it. I guess it does. Wait to see for that. There is still the uh, that was a development between that and now was the mini series uh, order that is going to be uh, yeah. done for it. So maybe you get more of the high school story and more about the uh, the classmates and everything there within. Since they really got the short shrift in this film, you know, Anna Kendrick got a great scene where she goes out with Bella, and then Bella sees the exact same frat drunk boys from the previous Twilight film. And she's like, hey, I'm going to go yeah. hang out with them. That should be fun this time. Like, oh, Edward's not here to save uh-huh. me from it. Which is how she gets in the motorbikes and almost, like, fucking kills herself by well, falling and getting into a boulder. Because she wants to put herself in dangerous situations. I Now and that I know that now. Building. Now that I know that she's essentially, like, Bill Murray courting death yeah. in Groundhog's Day or whatever. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's... That's so fucked up. That's so fucked up. I can't even begin to like reanalyze the film, like knowing that information. Oh, I think I think it was less fucked up when it was just Edward doing little intrusive thoughts versus her own body producing them. Like that's, oh yeah, that's Uh, so so very very important to know is that this movie came out in two thousand nine. Which, My first year of college. Yeah, so, so, this is the same year Anna Kendrick is starring in Up in the Air, for which she gets an Academy Award nomination. Oh, I so, didn't know that she was in Up in the Air. Yeah, she she plays the she plays the like younger sidekick lady to George okay. Clooney, um, in that movie. That was her first really big role. Um, and and yeah, that that Up in the Air comes out in September. Um, New Moon comes out in in. November and she's nominated for an Oscar the next year. And then Pitch Perfect, I think it's twenty. She gets really. Uh, uh, I think so, probably yeah. But my point is, she gets really famous, and she's still locked into doing these fucking. Oh yeah, she's still playing the uh, best high school friend of Bella. I'm assuming she appears in the last films as well. Like she doesn't just go away. Yeah, no, I believe I believe she's locked in for all of them. I look forward to that. She's right. Everything oh, that oh, her character says. She's not. Right. She is not in Breaking Dawn Part Two, but she's okay. in everything else. She gets ate by a werewolf. Oh no! Watching this movie again, to, like yesterday and today, because I haven't, I haven't seen it in full in a while. Um, I was, I was impressed. I mean, like I always liked the performance from from Kristen Stewart in this movie, but. I think it's really good. I think it's a lot more nuanced than I feel like at the time a lot of the um the the jokes about the Twilight movies were how all the performances were stiff and 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 bad and lots of pauses between dialogue and slow dialogue and stuff. And 
I think I feel like this this performance she gives in this movie is pretty compelling. It's it is. It's a lot better than the first one for sure, where a lot of the line deliveries I used to joke, and a few moments in here too, where I love making the joke that this feels like the SNL version of what a choice in Twilight would be. Right. You know, this one it was much more natural. I especially I think they just give her more to do. It's interesting seeing her having to react to Jacob's change. It's interesting seeing her react to Edward's, you know, uh, abandonment of her, disappearance. Yeah, disappearance and then yeah. uh they're reunited when they're reunited. Um yeah, I I find this interesting. She's never been my issue with these films. It's always been more the writing or directing or other things because they're they're all doing at minimum what they're asked to do for this film like Belle is a muted character she's very depressed a lot of these times so she's not having big reactions to things although she has can have great big reactions when needed but yeah I and I also like that her character isn't hysterical she isn't like you know going to an 11 all the time or where it feels like a lot of movies would have to make their protagonist always funny all the time or always like you know gets the last word or whatever like she is just she kind of is reacting like a, a normal high school girl would in this weird world and situation you know just uh, you know making choices that me on the outside not on the inside are just going no yeah um Let's go back to the central question of this podcast. Bobby Pats. I was shocked to learn, shocked to learn last night that the abs in this movie were spray painted on him. Oh, yeah. And that the abs of Jacob were also spray painted on him. And that the boys went together on a pact. And they're like, we're not going to go like insanely crazy going super fit like Marvel film people do and destroy their body doing this. And I'm like... I have respect for both of the actors so much more than I did before. Because honestly, when I saw those cum gutters, I was like shocked and kind. Whenever people are too cut and too swole, it honestly makes me sick. It is a turnoff for me because all I can think about is the stress they're putting on their body to maintain that physique. And like, well, yeah, sometimes it can be hot. I'm also just sort of like, fucking eat some ice cream every once in a while like jesus christ you your life must be miserable for these sacrifices that you're making to be like that obviously i'm not talking about people who just look healthy but people who are doing the the marvel level to get those abs where you are seeing it with zero percent body fat that normal people don't have you know and talk about fucked up body perspectives and all of that you know but also i understand seeing this why a bunch of women also were like holy fucking shit these two are hot and i can't wait to get more films of these two doing their thing um yeah funny funny story about that how that went uh go ahead tell me more I'm just saying. I'm just saying because Robert Pattinson and Taylor Lautner have both had really weird film careers. Like n- neither of them really went on to be like heartthrobs or. In oh yes, or for sure. Like I, I was spe- speaking specifically about the Twilight films. People were looking more forward to seeing them in those. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. And then both of them, uh, uh, Robert Pattinson, I feel like is also doing what Daniel Radcliffe did, which is we got all the money we will ever need in our lives from these franchises, and now. I'm just going to say yes to whatever the fuck I want. You know, you don't say yes to the Mm -hmm. lighthouse uh, because you're trying to have stardom. You're just doing it because you're like, I want to do this. And and I think he has pivoted 
so successful. And also Kristen Stewart, too, as well. They have both pivoted successfully to careers as serious adult actors that have managed to very easily eclipse, no pun intended, this sh- you know, the shadow of of their former careers on there. Like, yeah, pop culture-wise, they are still, I'm sure, labeled that way, and it's it's a little bit harder to, to shake. But in terms of critically and artistically, they have definitely set themselves apart. And, um, you know, I, I enjoy seeing both of them whenever I get to briefly see them pop up and stuff. It hasn't been that often, but uh, just just because the types of movies I watch, not simply because they haven't made themselves available. I know they're starring in so much bullshit. Um, have you have you considered watching the Batman twenty twenty two? I have considered watching the Batman twenty twenty two, and do you know I? It's funny because I had all the intention of doing that back then, and then I just never got around to it. <laughs> I still need to see it. Um, I like Batman stuff. I feel like newcomers is going to be doing the Batman movies, uh, the Lauren Lapkus and Nicole Byer uh, series, and so mm-hmm. I'll probably end up watching it around the time for that, but. Uh, yeah, so I still don't know why Bopa in terms of the Batman. Well, but 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 you, you, it, seems, it seems like you're coming around on him with regard to Twilight, at least. Yeah, for sure. I uh, well, I I am getting to understand what There's he's so, doing so a bit better. But I, Edward, I want, the character, yeah, no. But no, no. But but this started because. You were listening to me talk about Batman 2022 uh, one one day every month, yeah, day in the month of, of June when I did that podcast. And you kept saying, why Robert Pattinson? Why Robert Pattinson? Yeah. As though he as though he had no nothing of virtue to offer a, a role. Well, no, it's me asking why Robert Pattinson? Because I, I had never seen I don't understand what his yes. deal is, what his persona is, what his thing. So it's not so much incredulity. Yeah. It is, I guess, a little. It was a little bit of incredulity, just in the sense of, yeah. I, I'm curious what he brings to that performance. But seeing seeing this right. now, I can see a little bit why he'd be able to easily take on the more brooding angle of Bruce Wayne and that aspect of it because he can go in internally and play off that well and edward gets moments like that in these films to to display that (laughs) yeah and he has a he has a charisma and charm that i think a less charismatic person playing edward cullen just wouldn't work the same oh these last two minutes when he takes forever to say will you marry me and he thinks about it and he's thinking he's laughing at himself i was like oh if Edward was more like this throughout all the films, I think I would like him a lot more because that is incredibly charismatic and very understandable, yeah. which I don't feel like... Because I feel like, Ed, you know, Edward has to be so serious and, like, he's always responding to what Bella says with, like, the most be like, no, this is... You can't or no, you know. It's, it's always in the context mm-hmm. of Bella. So just seeing him having a moment where he was just thinking to himself and seeing the gears turn in his head... Uh, it's like, yeah, Robert Pattinson can act. He can do that. Fuck, ladies and gentlemen, we got her. <laughs> oh my god! You had this like, you had like the thesis was that I was that I had an anti. Missy has been compromised to a person. I've been compromised. <laughs> she will have a burial at sea and won't be notified. Uh, you won't be able to see the body afterwards. No, I, I mean, but here's the thing: is we have three more films to do and who knows how my opinion will shift and change on these especially because 
you know, and we got make it more stiff. I'm gonna, you know, I'm still gonna have to explore more Robert Pattinson performances. I, you know, maybe do I watch more in between than in now as like supplemental to August research? Do I wait mm. until it's done? I don't know. Um, you know, it's it's really gonna depend. I think. I think you can watch other stuff. I don't, I think just don't, as long as you, as long, if you're sticking to this format of one Twilight book per year, yeah. essentially, then I think you can watch the other stuff in between. I don't think you should wait three years to watch Batman and Remember Me and Good Time and all the other things he's been in. I don't think I'm going to watch Remember Me. I don't. I don't. Oh, you should watch no, Remember Me. I'm not going to watch Remember Me. No, you're not going to get... I already know the gotcha, so you can't get me with that gotcha. So I have no reason to watch that movie. Absolutely But you have to watch it to understand how they get to the gotcha. I don't have to. I really don't have to. Um, We have a different podcast for that. We have a different different podcast for that. Um, Yeah, I I think the one that I'm actually most curious about is Good Time. You mentioned it because I've just heard... A lot about that one and I knew it was sort of like a lot of people's turning point for him of being like oh can be serious can act you know yes let's this more of this Robert Pattinson please yeah how, how, about, how about how about how about Kristen Stewart um Do I get more Kristen Stewart in your life well, I gotta see. So here's we've done we've done this on our other show for things. I'm gonna go through and I'm gonna just look and we're gonna list the things that I have or haven't seen from both of them, so we can get. I don't think his was great. Is don't have to do that for Taylor because there's not a lot and we definitely haven't seen it. Um, Did you watch the music video for Taylor Swift that he's in? No, I didn't. Do I need to? I don't think I need to. Do I? I mean. I don't know. It's good. So the films that I know, well, the films that I know from Casey off the top of my head is I did see both of the Huntsman films. Um, yeah. And so she was obviously in the first one and then very famously was not in the second one. Um, yeah. Oh, I forgot she was in Zathura. Oh, that's one of my husband's favorite films. And she's, mm-hmm. okay. So I haven't seen Panic Room, which I think she's kind of big in that. Yeah, she's the kid. She's the kid in that. Yeah. Um, I didn't see Into the Wild. I did see Adventureland, which I was I was yeah. thinking of making a trivia question on if they made any films between Twilight and uh, Twilight Saga. That one got had to get cut. But it, the reason why is I knew Adventureland. I thought was was in between the two of those. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, then Snow White and the Huntsman. Um, that's it. There's a Woody Allen in there. It's not great. That's it. No, that's it. That's all of hers that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's like Clouds of Silmarie, um, mm. Spencer, which is I, great. I didn't know she was. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I didn't know she was in oh, Billy Lynn's that Halftime Walk. Great. Uh, I haven't seen Crime yeah. to the Future uh, either, which I know she got a uh-huh, lot of praise um, for that performance. Happiest Season, the, the, the bad movie that I love. <laughs> uh, I have seen parts of American Ultra because uh, Alex watched that uh parts of it but mm-hmm. um no that's it so again very few kristen stewart films let's jump over to oh oh, oh. To robert we we're we forgetting we're forgetting a big one the charlie's angel reboot i know you're making a joke but my body re- just rejected the premise that that is quote a big one so hard i just had to like stare off in the space and be like oh my god that is that is a movie that does not exist okay so the film that uh that robert made between 
Twilight movies is Little Ashes, where he played Salvador Dali. <laughs> um, you know, this is going to be an easy one because I'm looking. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we had established beforehand that the only thing I had seen him in was the Harry Potter film, Goblet of Fire, and that yeah. remains true. I've not seen any other movies of his, uh, yeah, at all. So, uh, do I maybe watch one film of these of theirs in between a year or something, or do I just go full wild? He has a film where he plays T.E. Lawrence, and it's called Queen of the Desert? Is it about him being, like gay or whatever i don't know oh it's about gertrude bell oh okay got it got it got it yeah yeah you know i don't have i don't think any of these films draw me too much that of, of of that i want to watch them as part of the the other issue though um hmm i don't know high life i'll watch though or is it high life or good life Good time, good, good time. time. I mean, the two of them mixed in. Good time, I'm gonna well, watch. Great time. It really is. Is that good? I also want to see the lighthouse. No, I bet. that's that is that is a joking reference to something that will take me far too long to explain. That's fine. Um, it's not as easy to explain as hashtag self suck, which is back on the menu. Self suck is back on the menu. Yeah, we're just crossing all the podcast streams here. Um, the the other premise of this of this of this year's episodes was was hashtag Team Missy. Yeah. Do we also need to be hashtag Team Missy? I think so. So the reason why I'm hashtag Team Missy this year is um, August is just my one year anniversary, and I was sort of like in my own way just using this time to kind of take it back and enjoy uh, a time capsule of where I am in my journey now versus where I was a year ago. And so part of the reason I'm hashtag Team Missy is that I am much more embracive of the fact that I am Missy. And so it is a lot more easier to like record these and, and get it on there. But in terms of like who I would pick and who like if I was a hashtag team Missy on here, my problem is I, I would want to be Bella's best friend. I would want to be her Anna Kendrick. I would want to be her best friend that is like telling her like you, you need to get your shit together and pre actually predicting all the things that are going to go wrong because she's not thinking straight. And then... I don't know. Does she? I don't. I want to know what her love like is when she turns eighteen. Do you know what I mean? Because we don't get any romantic. Like all of the other people are paired off within that, but Anna Kendrick doesn't have her character doesn't have anyone in these films. So I'm curious if that becomes a subplot within it, or if if she's always just the best friend that's on there. Because I'll play single best friend. I will do that, and it's totally fine. And I will get a leftover shirtless vampire or a leftover vampire. Or not shirtless vampire, shirtless werewolf or a vampire when it's done. Maybe by that time, you know, things are better. Caius and I can go out on the Italian villa, you know, late at night, of course. She, she gets a lucrative acapella career when she goes off to college is what she gets. You were, I saw you have a smile and I wondered what you were going to say. And that is worth it because that's absolutely true. We know that's true. Um, I was smiling because I actually know I was thinking about what actually happens, and it's so less it, it's so less exciting. Than oh, it's so less exciting um, than even I got into there. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, and I, and and I, I remain hashtag Team Alice, Team Alice for Alice. Oh, of course, um, because she's the best character in, in the series. Yes, I mean that honestly, I that would probably be the one that happens. It, like I would, I would, 
I would, I would be Caius's fuck girl, and then go home with Alice and just be like, oh, what a day. Also, also, Jasper was a Confederate soldier in, in the Civil War. You know he ain't eating her out. You know he's not eating her out. I just, what is with Jasper Steele? Like, I'm glad they're, I <laughs> saw that the actors, uh, her, her and Nikki, or him and Nikki Reed were like friends in real life because he's going to need some friend because playing the, the Confederate asshole who jumps on Bella because she gets a paper cut, like, dude, control yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for next year. This isn't, you know, I'm not dreading doing the next, uh, next couple of years with this because, uh, I'll always at least have this movie as like a apex for what these films can be. Because I feel like I'm starting to get what a Twilight film can be. Mm-hmm. And we'll kind of see... You know where it goes on from there. I just okay. I've also happened to see. I didn't mean to do this when I looked up uh, Jasper Hale uh, that Renee's May Cullen comes on here. So I'm not looking anything more of this except for that. Just underneath, she was born on September 11th. Mm -hmm. The biggest disaster to ever happen on that day, besides the movie Remember Me. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we got her. You got Why me. Bopa's been answered. Why Bopa's been answered. <laughs> um, Alice, I really look forward again to doing this next year, especially because we'll get to sit down and have this conversation again. I, yeah. love, I love it when I get to talk to you on our shows about things that you love. I also love seeing it when you hate something. That's a fun different oh, yeah. kind of stuff. But it always is fun when I am getting sort of introduced to a culture a world that i don't know anything about and someone else is able to give me that clue in of being like yeah no these are why these things are like the good or the way they you know why people the people who like this thing like this thing um but i'm just i'm good to put this to rest it's good to be able to do them after recording each episode definitely daily and not recording some days, you know, in bulk and uploading them with a timestamp that has a different day on it. Never, it's definitely a daily, it's a daily four-minute podcast. So, yes. yes, definitely a daily Daily, four definitely a four-minute podcast. Hey, uh, I, I got them all in by the 30th. That was the one thing. I got them in by the day that they were on. So I'm happy about that much. Um I got it. I wonder it's we're not going to be able to do four minutes next year. I feel like we're going to have to up it up. It's I hope it's like 420. That would just be, of course, perfect for Missy. I know it's probably going to work out to like 417 or some stupid number yeah, like, like that. Like like 413, like like Batman Returns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I love Batman Returns. Oh, my God. Michelle Pfeiffer. Ugh. She's just so good. Danny DeVito. Oh, the hottest he's ever looked on camera. And only slightly, slightly more pale than the vampires in this movie. Have you watched that movie lately? It's you realize horrific. I'm making a joke. You realize I'm making a joke. Dane DeVito, God bless him. I love him. He'll never hear this. He's never, he's never been sexy in his life. I don't think he's I, necessarily I, been unattractive, but I don't think he's ever been sexy. I don't know. Have you seen those Jersey Mike ads? No, I haven't. So... Okay, 
Is he rubbing the mayonnaise all over him? <laughs> no, it's not an episode of It's Always Sunny. Okay, good. Do you know what's great is that it's funny. I always feel like I need to be saying at the end of every, you know, podcast or yeah. every episode, we always say, because that's usually what we do for other stuff, but we don't got to say a damn thing at the end of Twagast. Twagast. Yeah, this is your podcast. Take us, a- take us out. Vampire law. We got it. And ladies and gentlemen, she got me. <laughs> <laughs>